guys. Welcome back to Thick and Thin with yours truly. Um, did you guys miss me? I am uh, Katie, if you guys forgot who I am, because it has been a hot second since I've uploaded a podcast episode. It's been like two weeks, I think. I think my last one was my Valentine's Day episode, and then I just like fell off the face of the earth with my podcast because, to be quite honest, you know, there's a time in every content creator's life where they need to just step back and recharge their brain and, you know, remind themselves why they do what they do and just kind of come to terms with everything, which sounds really deep and ridiculous, but, you know, sometimes you just need to recharge your brain. And I, you know, I'm one of those people that always rolls my eyes when I hear YouTubers be like, oh, I was just so busy or I just needed, I needed some time, needed a hiatus. But like, honestly, guys, it's, it's true. Sometimes you just need time to, you know, just think about things, especially since this is kind of like my virtual diary and I needed some time to live if you will. So anyway, kind of in the spirit of me making excuses as to where I've been, um, <laughs> this episode tonight or today, it's actually kind of today giving, um, given the fact that it's daylight saving. So it actually feels like it's like three o'clock. Um, I'm going to be making this episode about being selfish and knowing when to be selfish. Um, knowing when, you know, you're in a, a toxic situation with people, knowing when you need to take a step back, um, kind of going into, I, I did an episode on toxic relationships, but you know, this one I'm going to kind of reflect on some toxic friendships I've had, some experiences that I've gotten myself into where I'm like, what the heck do I even have my best interests at heart at all? Because sometimes, guys, we get in these like funks where we're, we're living and we're like, do we even know what our name is? Like, are we even paying attention remotely to what we actually think and feel and care about? Um, so yeah, that, that in a nutshell is what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, I honestly don't really have much of a script for this one. I kind of just was like walking home from work and I was like, oh my God, I need to talk about this. I have some things I'm going to rattle off. So it might be a little bit less structured than than normal. Um, I actually feel like this is like never really very structured, but that's just kind of my style. Um, But yeah, so we're going to get into it. Uh, As always, I'm going to introduce today's sponsor first. Um, This episode is sponsored by Care of Vitamins. And as you guys know, I have worked with Care of before on podcast episodes and also YouTube videos. So I do use Care of Vitamins every single day. I take them and basically they are catered or tailored rather to my health goals and my needs based on me as a person. Took about five minutes to take their online quiz and it basically curates a batch of vitamins made just for you. And aside from the obvious fact that taking vitamins is good for you, Care of donates a portion of every one of their sales to the Good Plus Foundation, um, which basically um, provides expectant mothers in need with the vitamins, the prenatal vitamins that they need to have a healthy baby, which is a very, very good initiative. Um, It makes you feel good about getting your vitamins, which is already good for you. So it's just like good all around, you know, not to mention it's a super easy process. Basically, there's a monthly delivery service where you get a box of vitamins every month. And the box itself is really cute. I keep it right by my door and take the vitamin packs um, on the way out. So yeah, love care of vitamins. And if you guys want 50% off your first order of care of vitamins, all you have to do is go to takecareof.com and use the code hello, K-A-T-Y. So that's hello. K-A-T-Y 50 at checkout for 50% off your first order. All right, guys. So now on to the podcast. I think the first order of business is story time. I have a little story to tell you guys. Um, Quite honestly, I kind of forget that this even happened or that this period of my life even existed because, I mean, not that it wasn't like a big deal or that it didn't like shake my core or like it wasn't interesting or any of that you know it's just one of those things where sometimes when things get hard in your life you kind of tend to 
cut that chapter out and when you reflect you kind of are like nope I'm just gonna skim right over that one you know it's like when you're watching a show or a movie and you've already seen the movie before um and you're like I just want to skip through the bad parts and skip to the good parts honestly I didn't notice that I was like that with movies especially until I started watching some stuff with like my sister the other day and I just had this weird feeling where I was like I need to skip through this part I really hate the bad parts of movies um we were watching 27 dresses actually and I don't know if you guys have watched this movie recently but I like forgot this movie existed and it oh my god I want to watch it again tonight to be honest it's such a good movie um but there was like a bad part in it and I just took it I was like oh I want to skip it my sister is like Katie why are you gonna skip it like that's the whole point of a movie is to have a plot like you know an up and down and like whatever but nonetheless uh I didn't skip it and I had to watch the bad part that I already knew was gonna happen and I, I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys if you for whatever reason have not seen 27 dresses but anyway so we tend to be like that with our lives sometimes and we don't want to reflect or kind of go back in time and relive some tough parts and to be quite honest this this even like isn't the worst that it's ever happened to me I literally talked about the fact that I bled in a guy's bed last week and he posted it on um, snapchat and sent it to all of his friends so that honestly takes the cake for one of the worst things that's ever happened to me but honestly if that's the worst thing I can live with that so I'm being dramatic but anyway Essentially, we're going to go back in time. So this is my freshman year and I came into school. Um, I purposely chose a school where I didn't know like many people. I had one close friend, um, one girl that I kind of knew from high school, you know, but for the most part, it's a small school. I didn't really know anyone and I really, really, truly wanted to just start fresh and be a different person because high school was really rough and I was just like over it. I'm like, you know what? College is a fresh start and I feel like a lot of people view it that way. They view, especially when they didn't have a great time in high school, they're like, oh, college is my chance to start over. I've watched a ton of Greek. I know exactly what happens. I want to be a cool girl in a sorority, whatever. So that was kind of my mindset going into college and right off the bat, it was actually like fate, like crazy. I made a very, very close friend. A lot of you guys might even actually know her if you followed my journey for a long time my friend Allegra I have nothing but kind things to say about her she is actually one of the reasons why I didn't like drop out of school or transfer or anything like she really kept me sane for the first semester of college Um, and then it ultimately came down to she wanted to, to transfer she wanted to go to a more artistic school which was now looking back such a good move for her because it I could just tell it already like it impacted her as a person and it made her better you know and it's kind of honestly ladders into the greater theme of being you know being selfish knowing when it's you know your time is up you're like oh okay on to the next thing I'm not gonna you know stay rooted somewhere just because I feel like I owe it to other people to be there you know because at the end of the day her happiness is so important and I'm so happy looking back that she did what was right for her but at the time I was like so mad at her she knows this um because I was like such close friends with her and then all of a sudden my closest friend was up you know up and leaving me um and she honestly didn't tell me very far in advance because she didn't want me to like it to ruin my semester um like she's a great person great soul nothing nothing bad to say about her but ultimately I was left um after my first semester with my roommate who we weren't even honestly that close we were the kind of roommates that we were friendly but we weren't friends you know we weren't going to like hang out together unless we were in our rooms like getting ready for bed or something you know we had our own friend groups um I honestly didn't have that many friends first semester freshman year even after I rushed I even I mean I'm gonna get to that but I was kind of still a little bit of a loner especially because I was so devoted to my YouTube channel and stuff so that was kind of where I was at um but anyway so she left it was rush so we rush in the spring um 
Yeah, the spring. The spring? Yeah, we do. So we go the whole fall and we kind of like meet and greet sororities and shit. And then we rush come January. So January term, um, you like, I don't know, do whatever you do. Some people go abroad. I went abroad my senior year to Asia. But my freshman year, I just partied my face off, to be honest. And then the last week of um, January term is rush. And so um, backing up. So January term, as I mentioned, I partied my face off, (laughs) which is honestly is honestly um, what happened. But so during J term, I like made this pact to myself because I went into J term. So I went home for Christmas and Allegra wasn't coming back after Christmas. So I was basically friendless. And I came back and I was like, I am going to make as many friends as humanly possible because I need people around me. I am like a social person. It is true. Um, So I was just like hell bent on making friends. And so that's exactly what I did. I made as many friends as possible. Um, All these girls, I'm still like, honestly, I'm not that close with. Honestly, none of my closest, closest friends came from this month long bender of me trying to make friends because I was like obsessed with people liking me. Um, and these girls, ultimately I wasn't in their sorority. So it kind of like did fizzle out, which sounds horrible, but that's just kind of how it happens. So I was like friends with all these people, whatever, made all these friendships, became very close with this one person, um, not Allegra, a different person that I've actually talked about on YouTube before. Um, And I'm not going to name her and I'm honestly not going to dwell on her too much because I just don't even want to give her the satisfaction. Um, We we just weren't, we, ultimately I felt like a completely different person when I was friends with her. Um, I started doing things where I was just severely questioning my morals, questioning my moral compass, questioning everything that my mom has ever taught me about how to be a good person. I questioned all of that with this, this friendship and ultimately it kind of, even after I joined a sorority, um, she wasn't in my sorority, but um, ultimately through that, she still kind of like crept into my life because I was too nice um, to recognize that she wasn't a good person and she was honestly making me a bad person. But it was a type of friendship where you didn't know, you know, when you were so deep into it, you didn't know that you were being taken advantage of and you didn't know that they were making you a bad person. Do you know what that means? Or do you know what I'm saying when I say that? It's like, Everyone else could probably clearly see that I was being a, like I was being her type of, kind of like a minion, but like I would say we were still kind of equals, but like she made me think about all these things I never thought of before in the worst possible way. She made me see the worst in people instead of being optimistic as I am by nature, I feel. So nonetheless, it was a toxic friendship and I always credit this as being my one or my first Um, honestly one of my only I haven't really had many since then toxic friendships that I was just stuck in for so long guys like it was months and months and months before I ultimately just distanced myself and I was like I need to I literally cannot breathe it's like I'm suffocating when I'm with her because I feel I just feel like every ounce of me it's like when you're making a really bad decision and you're no you know you're making it like you know but there's just something that feels so good about it it's just like it's like a really unhealthy addiction you know, I wanted to make her happy and I I, got, I felt bad for her because it just felt like she didn't have anyone else. And it was one of those things where I just didn't know how to get myself out of it. And I felt kind of helpless about it. Um, and luckily that was so that was like during before, during and after rush. And so ultimately now, like looking back three or four and a half years later, almost 
you know, the best friends that I made were sophomore year. And I just got finished telling my sister this. Um, she was visiting me the past couple of days. And I was telling her, like, because she's a freshman and she's still trying to figure out her life and find her people. And I was like, Ashley, like, this time when I was a freshman, I was in the most toxic friendship of my life. And, you know, I made the best friends I, I've ever had. And I, I don't even know what the future holds, obviously. But I can confidently say these are my people. And I met them sophomore year, like, basically like end of freshman year we first met we weren't really close until sophomore year but I I, you know I just needed to talk about this this toxic friendship because I'm not going to give details because to be quite honest like I mentioned it's just like it doesn't really even matter but like just to put it in perspective for you guys it was like walking around like the shit talking was just off the wazoo like it was just I we didn't discuss one positive thing ever and it was always about Like, oh, how can we get this guy to sleep with us? Or like, it's just like, not us, like a threesome. You know what I mean? It's just like, it was just very, very unhealthy. We didn't have any, any conversations that were remotely, like anything about bettering ourselves. Everything was just digging us into holes and getting us into trouble. And like, I, I did, I made really bad decisions being friends with this girl. And it honestly reminds me, just takes me back to like, you know, my parents telling me, lecturing me growing up about making good friendships and, you know, hanging out with people that have level heads. And I did up until that point and I fell into this friendship. And ultimately what got me out of it, you know, if you guys are ever in toxic friendships, a lot of times, like I mentioned, you don't really know. You're kind of like tunnel vision, don't really know. And then you're like stepping back from it. Wow, that was a really toxic friendship. And I think what ultimately kind of sobered me up in this situation and made me realize that I was in a bad place with my friend um, was, or my choice of friend rather, um, was just, I was talking to my parents one time I remember and like I just didn't have anything positive to share with them for once. Like I wasn't like doing anything great at school that I was really excited about. I was spending all of my time talking shit about people I didn't even know really and you know strategizing how to hook up with guys and like how to impress sorority girls and like it was just so superficial I could my skin was crawling when I was even just thinking about it you know thinking what to tell my parents I was doing in my freshman year of college it was just it was a very sobering period of time and I also was just reminded of this one phrase that I heard like over and over when I was in high school you know would your younger self be proud of the person that you are. Like if I talked to young little 10-year-old Katie who is just discovering herself or maybe 10 is a little too young, but like, I don't know, younger Katie, like talking to her or like just like looking and seeing what she envisioned for her college experience and for her friends that she would ultimately be best friends with her bridesmaids, you know, that sort of thing. You know, would she be proud? Would she agree with what I'm doing? And the answer was a hard, hard no. Like, hell no. So that's kind of what made me realize that I needed to get out of it, which I did. So basically, I mean, it wasn't easy, guys. It's never easy telling someone that you can't hang out with them anymore or like that you feel like they are making your life hell. Like I I had conversations with this person and, you know, I, I would always kind of speak up and be like, can we talk about something else? And it just never seemed to get there. And I just knew that this wasn't this wasn't a friendship. To be quite honest, also, I knew she was talking shit about me behind my back to other people. So like, it was just, let's just say it wasn't a friendship. It was me not having anyone else and leaning on this one person a little bit too much, even though I knew she wasn't good for me. And honestly, I am also kind of to blame. I probably wasn't, I just wasn't in a good headspace and I needed people that were more positive and people that were not even more positive, just more like they had they wanted me to grow and I it was like a mutual growth situation like this was not a mutual growth situation we were both kind of leaning on each other to talk shit and just be 
the worst versions of ourselves together. And so it was not just her. It was, I don't even know what it was. All I do know is I need, needed to get out of there. So I ultimately said that we should just take some time apart. Um, and it, it didn't go over well. <laughs> the conversations we had after that just didn't go over well. Um, I think we're, she's currently blocked me on all social. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We just, let's just say we don't speak anymore. We, we don't speak. Um, which isn't a problem because we're both kind of, I think it's a mutual understanding that we just weren't good together. And here's the thing, guys, in life, you're not always going to be best friends or friends rather with everyone or, you know, with majority. Like, I mean, who's to say you're going to be friends with everyone? Like you're not, it's just, it's just not a fact of life because you're not going to be compatible with everyone. And that's something that took me so long to learn because I am such a people pleaser. If you, you know, have heard anything that I've ever said, I've always talked about how hard it is for me to say no to things, how hard it is for me to you know, uh, listen to myself rather than just trying to please other people. And it comes down to the fact that I just want, it's not even that I want to be well liked because like, that's, that's a given. Like for me, at least I feel like I do want to be well liked. Like everyone wants to be the person that is well liked. Like, let's be real. Um, but ultimately, you know, the well liked person isn't the pushover all the time. You know, it's like some people that are really well liked are people that have opinions and that really, you know, they're, uh, what's it called they go against the grain and they're not going with the flow because only dead fish go with the flow you know so I ultimately that friendship was over and this was kind of a very very tough period of my life after that because I was starting to get to know these girls in my sorority that I just joined but I felt like such an outsider like I was just it was really sad time for me to be honest because I knew that I couldn't go back to that other girl because that was bad but then also being alone was bad and I just felt like everything was just falling apart and I really wanted to go home and I missed my mom and it was just one of those periods of time that I feel like is it's a part of everyone or not I don't want to even say that because I don't really know but it's a part of a lot of people's stories it's a chapter of a lot of people's stories feeling kind of alone feeling like you just want a warm hug from your mom and you just can't do life like it's just a lot and so that was kind of that was a growing period for me I feel like there's been a lot of little growth moments and periods throughout my life like growth chapters if you will and this was one of them because I in contrast stark contrast to how I lived my January term where I was just trying to make as many friends as possible like strength in numbers sort of situation I instead shifted to wanting to make a few really strong, positive, growing friendships. Here's the thing about, you know, the strength in numbers idea and having as many friends as possible and being nice to everyone, having this huge circle of people that love you. You know, there there is, well, first of all, it's not feasible, but second of all, there is some, there are some drawbacks to it because, you know, I actually read this article, the Taylor Swift article. A lot of you guys encouraged me to read it. It was the 30 things I learned before 30 because um, she's turning 30 this year, I believe. And um, basically she wrote this article and I, I'm like, I love Taylor Swift, but I'm not one to like fully just like be into her like her life. You know, I don't really know. I think she's dating some British guy, but like I love her music, whatever. Um, his name is Joe, I think, the guy she's dating. I don't really know. But anyway, she's also really under the radar. But she wrote this article for Elle and I read it. And basically, there were a couple of points that she made in the article that I was like, damn, I agree with this. And one of them was um, the second thing that she learned. I actually wrote it down because I wanted to include it. And this works perfectly with what I'm talking about. Um, she said, being sweet to everyone all the time can get you into a lot of trouble. While it might be born from having been raised to be a polite young lady, this can contribute to some of your life's worst regrets if someone takes advantage of this trait in you. 
Grow a backbone, trust your gut, and know when to strike back. Be like a snake, only bite as someone steps on you. So anyway, that kind of relates to the toxic friendship that I had and also, you know, my tendency to just be nice to everyone. I'm like, I mean, obviously you should be kind. You should be kind always. But like she says, you know, sometimes you need to know when you're being, well, actually all the time you need to know and need to be cognizant of the idea that you can be taken advantage of and to know when you are being taken advantage of and that you know this spirit in you like you should be kind you should be polite you should be you know this way but also you should know when you shouldn't be you know there's a there's a time and place to be kind and there's also a time and place to stand up for yourself and if that means severing a friendship and leaving yourself kind of alone you know, that's something you got to do. And so that's what I did. And I kind of, you know, forced myself uh, to be alone um, and to kind of just just center myself a little bit, you know, in the months to follow that. So I was kind of a loner, really focusing on, you know, my YouTube videos and the magazine that I was working for. And I really threw myself into those sort of things. And, you know, all the while I was like, I was nice to people. I was going on like dinners with people, but like I was still kind of keeping myself at the center. And it wasn't in a selfish way. Like, you know what? I really hate the word selfish because I was reading about it today. Like I was being selfish. Yes, I was kind of focusing on myself, but I wasn't, that doesn't mean I wasn't being kind to other people. You know what I mean? It's like selfish is such a difficult term because, you know, being self-aware and giving yourself self-care, like that's fine. But all of a sudden when someone says selfish, it's like, oh my God, no way. I'm not selfish, you know? But in this moment, in this this couple of month period before I kind of, you know, fell back into the routine, um, I was being very selfish. Uh, and I, again, it still kind of bothers me, that word. I don't know why I can't, can't get past it. But, you know, here's the thing, like, you know, prior to that, I was putting a lot of people before me. And the thing about, you know, the problem with putting everyone else before you is, you know, you're kind of teaching them to put you last, you know, by by showing them like, oh, you know, I'm going to say yes to everything that you ask me to do. And if you want to talk shit, yes, I'll talk shit, even though I know it's not right. Or I mean, granted, everyone's going to talk shit. But like, this was like an every hour a day, there was something that we were talking shit about. And we were doing hurtful things to people. And I was, I was literally a bully. I became, you know, with this one girl I was friends with, I became the bullies from high school that ruined my life. You know, I, I'm literally disgusted even recounting this. But Anyway, you know, but the problem with that, the problem with, you know, kind of lowering yourself and saying, okay, yes, you can walk all over me. Yes, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, you know, as you say is my command. Number one, it makes you look weak and no one wants to be weak. No one wants to be a Gretchen Wieners, you know, of the Regina George. It's like, I just saw Mean Girls um, on Broadway last week and yeah, no one wants to be Regina or wait, no one wants to be Gretchen. Everyone wanted to be Regina, you know, like she was the queen bee. Does that make sense? Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Everyone, you know, should be have a voice and not feel like they need to just succumb to everything that everyone else asks them to do and wants them to do just because it's cool and you know I sound like a broken record but like honestly I'm going to say it again the problem with you know putting everyone else first in your life is just it's teaching them you know maybe not outwardly but kind of rubbing off on them the idea that they can you know they can put you last and that you know your your morals and values and everything you want isn't more important or equally even as important as theirs and so you know I kind of in this period of life like these couple of months that I told you I literally don't even like to you know recount or think about because it was kind of shitty and also 
guys, meanwhile, I was on the internet making it look like I was having the time of my life at college. So that just goes to show, you know, how uh, things things can look online. But, you know, I – and also a lot of you guys are going to be like, okay, this is dramatic, Katie. Like, come on, chill. You were like a loner in freshman year. Like everyone was. Whatever. But this was particularly a growing time for me. So I get to decide that it was growing. But, you know, I, I was kind of choosing to make this time the time where I was like – I was processing and figuring out – you know, what parts of myself I can still salvage from like the person I am, you know, what parts of myself now at this given time, you know, freshman year are truly mine and truly me and what parts are things that I invented to please other people or to make this other girl like me or to just, you know, you know, uh, what's it called? Like just be a part of society and like how society was and just be a normal college student. Because let's be real, after having a shitty high school experience, all I wanted, all I craved was to be just normal, you know, and I wanted to be liked and everyone felt that feels like that. I feel like at some point in their life, but you know, I feel like I, I was kind of getting to the point. I wrote this on a sticky note actually, um, during my, I had this training today and I was just like aggressively writing on sticky notes instead of paying attention. Whoops. Um, cause I was really into this topic guys. I was really reflecting this morning, but you know, at the time I was like, I was very afraid, like extremely afraid of disappointing the people that I loved or that I thought I loved or, you know, my friends, the people that I thought were my friends throughout, um, you know, that I often forgot that I was someone that I loved too. You know, I think sometimes we do get kind of caught up in impressing people and, you know, just not disappointing people you know being the person that they want you to be and also just making their lives easier because we I mean by nature we a lot of us are nurturers you know we want other people to you know think of us as people they can be comfortable around and people that they can rely on and you always want to be the friend that gives the good advice and that's there for them you know and sometimes it gets to the point where you put everything that they do and that they need ahead of your needs which is a very selfless, you know, act, which we, we should be selfish at times, you know, but you have to know when it's, it's physically destroying you to be like that, you know, because we get to this point where we're so afraid of disappointing people that we love that we forget that we are someone that we love too, because, you know, even if you don't consider yourself someone that you love, you should, because you, you are literally single-handedly carrying around this, you know, this bag of bones person that you are, throughout your day-to-day and ultimately I always say this it's like my tagline I feel like like you know when you're on your deathbed the only person that you're truly going to be with is you like you know you're the last you're the first person that you're you know with you you die with yourself basically that's what I'm trying to say (laughs) you know ultimately when you pass on like you are alone which sounds terrifying and also like there is a light at the end of the tunnel depending on what you believe in faith-wise but you know that's kind of you know how it is. It's like you can have a boyfriend, you can have all these friends, but ultimately, you know, when life just, you know, life ends, it's just you. And you got to look back and make sure that you weren't just a product of other people the whole time you were living. You know, that sounds dark. All the things I was just talking about like a few seconds ago sounds really dark, but honestly, guys, like you got to like you owe it to yourself to be honest to, you know, lay at the end of your life and look back and think, "Wow, I I stood up for myself. I, you know, got out of situations that I knew were toxic because it's one thing to be kind of sucked into it and to not really know. But once you catch wind that, you know, you are in a situation that you should not be in and one that is compromising everything that you know to be true, all of your morals, all of your values, 
and you stay in that situation knowing all of these things because you're afraid to hurt other people's feelings or you're afraid to be alone or you're afraid to just start over you know that's that's when you're you're at fault ultimately and that's when you're being a coward and you need to know when to walk away from things that are no longer suiting you because you know the longer you stay that's more time that you won't be with the people you're supposed to be with you know and that's that's like it kind of goes back to the idea like in a relationship if you know that you don't like the other person and you consistently string them along because you're afraid to be alone you know you're doing them and yourself a disservice because you know you're taking away the time that you could be with the person you're supposed to be with and same with them you know and so that's like another kind of similar idea but um you know ultimately you know you forget that you're someone that you love and you forget that you deserve kindness too and I think it's a hard concept for us to grasp that we need to be kind to ourselves even when we mess up and even when we aren't that desirable you know because sometimes you know, we have a really great way of masking all of our problems so no one knows. And then, you know, ultimately who's going to be there to pick up the pieces? You are. So this kind of ladders into another one of Taylor Swift's points that I wanted to read. Um, where, which number was it? It was number 30. So it was the last one. She did 30 little things, little tidbits. Um, oh, this one like really got me. And I don't know how related this is, but I really just wanted to read it in general. But um, it says 30. My mom always tells me that when I was a little kid, she never had to punish me for misbehaving because I would punish myself even worse. I'd lock myself in my room and I couldn't forgive myself as a five-year-old. I remember, or I realize that I do the same thing now when I feel that I've made a mistake, whether it's self-imposed exile or silencing myself and isolating. I've come to a realization that I need to be able to forgive myself for making the wrong choice, trusting the wrong person, or figuratively falling on my face in front of everyone. Step into the daylight and let it go. So, yes, you do need to be strong and know when to exit a situation and when to be alone, no matter how scary it sounds. But you also need to forgive yourself for the wrongs that you've that you've done, you know, like ultimately, you know, other people will punish you for doing wrong things, of course, like the the web is relentless. Like if you do one wrong thing on the Internet, like it's you're you're done foe. But you also need to forgive yourself in situations and be kind to yourself because ultimately the way that you treat yourself is how you teach other people to treat you too I've heard that before I like I I remember my mom telling me that I think once it's like the way that you treat yourself but also the way that you treat other people it's like all very interconnected it's like you know the way that you treat yourself and if you you know treat yourself well you know you you exercise your body your mind you know you just make yourself into the best possible version of yourself that's kind of teaching other people how to love you you know in a way and also you know being kind to other people and showing you know being the way that you would want them to be to you does that make sense it's like the way that you love other people teaches them also how to love you it's kind of all interconnected because yeah I think it's all interconnected might not make sense honestly but that's just the way I see it it's a very unscripted episode as you guys can tell um but I really loved that last line. I wrote it down on a sticky. Step into the daylight and let it go. I love that metaphor. You know, stepping into the daylight and being like, ah, this is me, <laughs> you know. And at some point, you know, I, I'm, I believe so firmly in this idea that at some point in your life, you need to decide that, you know, you're, you're not worrying anymore. You're done worrying about other people understanding you. Because I feel like we have this, this tendency as human beings, especially 
in this age of social media, like rapid social media, rampant social media, that we feel the need to constantly justify ourselves, to constantly explain you know, why we are. We make excuses all the time or, or maybe isn't an excuse where it's like in a caption you're like, oh, like by the way, also this is because this or like, oh, my hair looks like this because or like you, you're constantly justifying things because you, you're either worried people are going to point it out and point fingers and laugh at you or whatever or you're just worried that people won't understand why you are the way you are and for some reason that really ticks us off because we obviously sit inside of our heads all day and we know exactly what's going through our heads and exactly what we're thinking you know sometimes we don't understand it like we might not understand why we are the way we are and why we think the way we do but ultimately we are consumed by our own thoughts and our own actions every day because it's the things that we do obviously so you know, we, we get so worried that people aren't, people are going to think that we're one way when we truly are another. And it really just, it keeps us up at night, you know, wondering what people are saying about us. You know, like I have friends that are very, very nervous about, you know, what's said and what's done when they're not in the room. And like, they have this like FOMO attitude about like thinking people are talking about them when truly nothing is happening of that nature, but they just get so worked up and in their head about it. And I think we all have this tendency sometimes to worry about what's being said about us. And I remember one time in high school, um, I wasn't like a huge Twitter person, but I knew my hometown was very big on Twitter. And I, this is around the time where I was being bullied. Um, and I remember searching my first and last name, like not adding, acting my myself but I just typed verbatim like Katie Bilotti into the search bar like lowercase no hashtags or anything and people were legit talking shit about me not even adding me like okay at me bro if you're gonna talk shit you know and that at that moment I was just like well now I know what people are saying about me and it doesn't make me feel great but like at least I know (laughs) you know and I think we just have this this obsession with needing people to understand us And I think it's about time we get good with, you know, knowing that we understand us, you know, if we're truly making choices that we agree with and that we're morally agreeing with, you know, we have to be okay sometimes with the concept that not everyone's going to agree with us. And we kind of have to just accept that or kind of just like, you know, take it as fact that people aren't always going to like and agree with us. And we have to convince ourselves that we don't care, which is really hard. Okay. It's very, very hard. I can guarantee that it's going to be hard. But it's a type of thing where if we remind ourselves every single day that everyone else is in the same boat and everyone else just wants to be understood, first of all, it makes us, you know, see kind of, see people with a different eye, I feel like. Because if we just kind of accept that everyone wants to be understood, you know, maybe it will kind of shape the culture and people will just start understanding each other and not feel like they need to justify themselves. People will already just give them the benefit of the doubt in situations. Does that make sense? So that's a big deal, I think. I wrote that down. And then also, um, you know, I think, what else was I writing? Oh, I I had something that I really wanted to say. Um, Oh, the idea or the, the concept of, oh, there's two things I want to say. First, making yourself a priority. You know, you got to know when you need to come first. And I think that's, you know, going back to the idea of being selfish and how it's hard for me to discuss and hard for me to crack. You know, you have to know when to make yourself a priority because, you know, at the end of the day, 
there's so many conflicting messages. People are trying to influence you. The, the whole influencing culture these days, like I can say this because I am an influencer. It is just off the wazoo. It is. How many times am I going to say that phrase? It is. It's just crazy. You know, we live in this world where we don't even know up from down half the time because we're seeing all these messages. We see all these messages every single day, you know, on our social feeds, either voluntarily or involuntarily. We see messages. And so you have to know, like, you know, a, just cut the crap sometimes and just look yourself dead in the eyes and think of yourself first because there's all these people all these competing 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 messages people trying to get your attention and to convince you that you should think this way know this way be a vegan do this try this stupid you know energy drink that's not going to help you and like you know I don't even know just like pulling stuff out of thin, thin air at this point but like make yourself and your morals and your wishes and your dreams a priority because at the end of the day, no one else is going to unless you do, you know? It's like you, as I mentioned, it's like the way that you treat yourself teaches other people how to treat you. You know, if you're constantly putting yourself down and looking around to like see what other people are doing, people are going to do that when they interact with you. So, you know, you don't have to be like the loudest, most opinionated person in the room, be like, this is exactly what I think all the time. But you do have to take a step back and think about what, like ask yourself this question, guys. You know, look at yourself, think about what you do on a daily basis and how you dress and how you act and everything about that and think, you know, is this me or am I a product? Is this like a product of everything that I interact with on a daily basis? You know, granted trends are a thing and I'm not going to tell you not to like get the latest iPhone because everyone else does. Like that's something that's just life, I guess. But also just differentiate and know when, you know, know what you actually care about and what you're just doing because it's a fad or a trend. Because that's that's where you lose yourself when you become so trend focused and so focused in what everyone else is doing, you know? Make yourself a priority. Make your goals and your dreams and your wishes a priority. And it'll help you a ton as a person. I can guarantee it. And this has been kind of like a little ramble sesh, hasn't it? Um, but I, I think it's one of those episodes where I just need to get these feelings and thoughts out and next week's will be a little bit more composed, you know? A little more factual and less just me being like, this is how I feel let me, uh, God, I have so much dust on my computer screen that I'm just like pushing around. Like, why do I do these things? I'm like, I can't focus on one thing at a time. Okay. Anyway, so that is tonight's episode, guys. Um, it was a little bit all over the place, but honestly, I think that some good stuff was probably said. If there's one parting thing I could say is to go read that article by Taylor Swift. It's called, um, 30 things I learned before 30, I think. Let me look. Um, it's called, it's on L, L L.com. Yeah, 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30 by Taylor Swift. And it was published on March 6th, so pretty recent. Um, Highly recommend this article. Um, That'll give you a lot of food for thought. And, you know, I know Taylor Swift isn't the most well-loved or well-liked person in the entire universe. A lot of people have problems with her. But, you know, she seems to be very happy with herself. And ultimately, that's what we should be striving to be. You know, someone that feels safe and feels secure in their own skin. You know? So yeah, that's it for tonight's episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed and I will talk to you guys hopefully next week. (laughs) Probably. Honestly, I'm going to try. Okay, bye. Bye.